Hey, Larry Davis, I have great news for you. Hi, George Brundle. What's the great news? Uh, so if people listening to this podcast listen to our previous podcast and no. deliver a, a podcast did. about, well, more people listen to that than they listen to this one, they might remember an episode where you spent uh, like half an hour talking about Funko Pops. Yeah. Well, good news Today, and this will date the episode, uh, the Funko app is now available. It is a complete catalog of every single Funko Pop and how much each one is worth. I'm mad that you did this because my opening thing was going to be like, this is normally your deal of unnecessarily dating the podcast, but th we're recording this <laughs> shortly before the release of Death Stranding. But okay, what's this about Funko <laughs> libraries? Oh, imagine how many Death Stranding Funko Pops there's going to be. And you can find out about uh, all of them on the Funko app. Because there are four characters in that game. I want the Die Hardman Funko Pop. Yeah. I just want a Yelmo Del, Del Toro Funko Pop. Okay, sure. Yeah. You don't you don't want Moss Mikkelsen Funko Pop? I, I don't want any Funko Pops, actually. Like I don't want a Funko Pop of any of these people who I appreciate. Just have them on my shelf, but they also look hideous. Like it's just this fucking melon head that's kind of dressed up like a character that I like. Are you sure you don't want a Post Malone Funko Pop? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Inspector Zenigata Funko Pop. I would need to check the Funko Pop app and first find out how much money it would be for the Post Malone Funko Pop. Okuyasu anyway. Funko Pop. Ooh, that actually might be fine. Well, I wanted to let you know because I figured that this is a rabbit hole that uh, outside of this podcast you can just fall all the way down. Nope. Because <laughs> you <laughs> really love Funko Pops. Everyone knows that about you. I do not. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we are also recording this uh, just a few days before Death Stranding comes out. In yeah. fact, uh, yeah, Death Stranding comes out the same day as uh, the Earthworm Jim episode, I believe, is going to go up that day. No, it'll be the day after. Again, it is on Thursdays, not Fridays. I thought that Death Stranding was coming out on Thursday, though. No, it's Friday. It's November 8th. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking back to Luigi's Mansion, which came out on the 31st, which yes. is Thursday. That's my bad. But, uh, yeah, so we'll go up the day before that. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing that game that I know that I'm not going to like. I'm looking forward to playing that game, which I think I will I. Hmm. See, my whole thing is I've ranted a lot about how I don't like encumbrance mechanics in video games and the fact that they made a whole video game around that. And I'm going to buy it and I'm going to play it. I already know I'm not going to like it. You've been had. <laughs> been fucking bamboozled. Uh, uh, I... There's a... I don't like when it's just like... Uh, you have this much inventory weight. This item takes up this much weight, and once you get over this amount, you slow down. That stuff, not great. I'm having to deal with it in Outer Worlds at the moment. Um, you can, like, get skills to increase that anyway. 
Uh, but in this, like, it being specifically the whole thing and also the items appearing on your character and looking ridiculous and, like, even trying to keep from spilling stuff or damaging pizzas that you're delivering, like, that is great. I love all of that. I think mechanically the thing that intrigues me the most about that game is while I really despise encumbrance mechanics and while some of the balancing stuff actually seems like that would be more of a, a point of frustration for me than enjoyment, what I do really like, uh, clearly considering how much I revere the Resident Evil franchise is inventory management. And so the whole fact that you have to, like, stack these items on your person in a very particular order to, like, best optimize it, like, that's the thing that I'm just, like, like I'm just, just build a whole game. Like, <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, they built it all around the Resident Evil 4 item management. Uh, got all my blocks. My items fit in the blocks. This is where I ruin it for you, though, because there's just a button to auto-sort. Yeah, but this, like, I could elect to not hit that button. Yeah, And I could. probably won't hit that button until I get frustrated with the rest of that game and just want to fucking get a move on with my yeah. life. I also will avoid using it as long as possible. It's actually a little bit weird to me that that's in there because it... So, like, one of the missions I watched was the pizza delivery one, and that is on a timer. And so it seems like part of what makes that game tense... Uh, despite the fact that you're just going to deliver a pizza to somebody, is that timer still ticking while you have to figure out the best way to stack this pizza so it doesn't get ruined? Yeah. And then you have to actually get your ass out there and deliver it. Uh, yeah. So it's weird to me that they would have, like, an optimize button, which, it, like, it seems like the act of even organizing that stuff is kind of crucial to how tense missions are. I actually think in that case... You might have to put the pizza on there manually, or if you do the optimized thing, it might put it sideways. Uh, I think it's basically Real just good. there to make sure everything is symmetrical, so you don't like lean to one side. Yeah, I suppose. I I still like the fact that you can just drape a bunch of shoes off your body, though. Yeah, just attach that shoes to all points. Oh yeah. <sighs> well, you know, Larry, life is like a hurricane. Here in Delberg. Yeah. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. Be a real duck blur sometimes. Sometimes. Eh, yeah. DuckTales uh, for the NES was released by Capcom in 1989, and it follows the continuing adventures of Scrooge McDuck as he travels around the world in search of riches, uh, dogged at every turn by his archenemy, Flint Heart Gold. Gold Duck. Gold. Gold Luck? Gold Glom. Gold. Gold, no, let me get this. Gold, gold farb. Glomheart gold farb. Flintlock gold frap. Flint, flint heart gold glom. Austin Powers Any... and gold member. Yes. Oh, I should put the gold member game on this list. Or no, no, it wasn't a gold member game, I forget what it was. There was an Austin Powers game. Yeah, it was like Austin Powers Pinball. Anyway. Also on the show, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bus Loose. Yes. Uh, Buster Bunny, star of Tiny Toons Adventures, uh, bus all over six levels in this classic SNES platformer by Konami. Uh, they put out Death Stranding. Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> what? 
Konami is not putting out Death Stranding. But it's a Hideo Kojima game. Well, look, some stuff happened. Uh, you might have missed the news. What? Never mind. Oh, it's a Hideo Kojima game. He's putting it out. It works for Konami. Buster Bust Loose is not a pachinko game, is it? Uh, I mean, there might be a pachinko cabinet of it now. Uh, probably. Uh, that we have possibly just willed into existence, as uh, seems to be the case on Good. this podcast. Finally. Great. Hey, look, it'd be, it's better than them not making one at all, like any Buster Bust Loose-themed thing. I mean, the, the music for Buster Bust Loose would be really good for a pinball machine, too. Or pachinko. Yeah, it would. Uh, oh, God, who, who did the music? that I had written this down. Uh, it is Kazuhiko Uehara, uh, who worked on the soundtrack for that. Uh, speaking of Hideo Kojima, he also uh, helped compose the soundtrack to Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Oh, okay. Uh, he also worked on Gradius 3, uh, Proteus, SD Snatcher, which is not the not Snatcher. No. <laughs> I just learned about SD Snatcher like the other day. It's a whole other fucking thing. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, Turtles in Time. Ah. Yeah. So he's one of the goats, it turns out. Yes. Uh, Yuki Morimoto also worked on the soundtrack. Um but the only thing I could find for them was like that they also worked on Gradius Three, okay. so I I'm not sure who that is. Uh, there's a possibility that the place I was pulling credits from was just incomplete. I don't know. So apologies to Yuki Morimoto if I'm underselling their contribution to video game music. Sorry, Yuki. Yeah, sorry about that, Yuke. Um, love you, Yuke. Do not love Yukes so, though. The video what? game company. Yukes oh. that made the bad wrestling games. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we're already talking about Buster Bust Loose. So we might as well keep talking about Buster Bust Loose. Uh, okay, keep busting. Busting makes me feel be. good. Hmm. This is one of many Tiny Toon Adventure games that have uh, come out. This is, I think, like the only one that I've actually sat down and played, though. It's the only um, one that matters. I... Yeah, like, my understanding is the rest of them are not good. Uh... But I think I like I might have I might have played another one of them when I was when I was a kid. If there was one on the Genesis, I probably played that. I know I played that like Animaniacs game on the Genesis. Also not good. No, terrible. In fact, uh, although as a kid, I actually managed to beat that game. Wow. I, I was way into Animaniacs and could not like figure out the first level. I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah, that game is kind of clumsy and confusing, and it's not good at all. There's a reason why it's not on the list. I'm I'm refusing to ever play it again. I beat it once as a kid. It's good enough. Moving on with my life. I think I did um, finish it back then, too, but I have no idea how. Because, yeah, I, it, parts of it are inscrutable. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked that um, with Buster Bust Loose, uh, like, the level variety is really, really good in this game like it kind of feels like they have a really solid gimmick uh to differentiate every single level like the one where you're like racing montana max and that like you're having sucks. to jump around on that train while the yeah. screen is moving like, like it's cool but also it's hard there's a lot of really? like yeah there's a lot of like blind faith jumps in it i don't feel i ever really had any trouble with the difficulty of the game like i actually beat it pretty quickly 
maybe I'm thinking of a different level. It was like an auto scroller, right? Yeah, there like there are definitely auto scrolling elements to that level. Like I I get where you're coming from with that because like my recollection of it is there are definitely some blind faith jumps, but like it didn't trip me up too bad. Like I felt like I made them pretty well, even though they were blind. Oh, also leap of like, faith think... is the term I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, but yes. Um. But okay, yeah, I, I mean, overall it's not ridiculously hard, but I just remember the level in particular being hard. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite one, though, is at the, like, football level, where, like, in, in the middle of the game you're just kind of mm-hmm. playing football against the other characters, and, like, that's it. Yeah, that's cool. So that, yeah, actually like, game, like, They made a game thing. where the whole mechanic, like, the main mechanic is you run fast. Yeah. And that's neat. First first game to ever do that. A game where like the main character just runs really fast. Yeah, definitely the best one also. Yeah. Uh yeah, cuz what you do is like you you basically have like a run meter that you build up and I think it's as simple as like you just hit, hold down the run button and move. Uh but yeah, use that to like run into enemies and and damage them and also like run up walls and things like that. Uh there's like even in the first level like running up along wall and then having to time a jump off of it to like bridge a larger gap yeah a a lot of stuff like that like it's also it's really good tutorialization about that stuff because the mechanics are so unique that you really need to be sort of shown how it works and everything and so they set up these areas where you can't die from it but you can fall and have to restart and so you sort of figure out how it all works it's really smart. Yeah, that, that entire first level is like really excellent about just helping you get that that the mechanics of that game down by the end of it. Here's and, the thing uh, I don't like about Buster Bust Loose. You don't hmm. just jump on enemies to kill them. You have to like jump and then do that attack thing to hit them. That's hmm. weird. Yeah, the the Taz boss was like the one thing that I really did not like about the game. Oh, like uh trying to bounce the stuff into his mouth? Yeah, it, it kind of felt like for as good as that first level is about teaching you how to play the game, that one has this kind of learning curve of like, you just need to figure out what to do to hurt him. Uh, that kind of threw me off. Uh, yeah. Because it's so unlike how you've damaged any other enemy along the way, like up to that point. Um, yeah, well, you know, Taz is your friend, so you don't want to attack him directly. You just get him fed and then let him tire yeah. himself out. I give him diabetes and then uh, he has to like take a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just like me. Yeah. Then you have that bonus game at the end where you're giving Taz his insulin shot. That's right. But then, <laughs> I mean, you know, he has uh, what was anterograde amnesia, and so he keeps forgetting they already took a shot, and so he keeps asking for another shot, and you give it to him, and you know, you kind of just, you just have to keep watching as. Never mind. Buster Bunny's eyes are all just like bloodshot. There's tears streaming down his face. <laughs> Plucky Duck with uh, John G tattooed on his chest. <laughs> uh, Come on, Buster. I mean, that would be John G. Hey, look. I mean, this game references movies and like film tropes a whole lot. That would have been real good. They put it in sure. there. Don't believe his lies. Okay, so, um, yeah, like uh, the, there was um, the mini games 
is 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 something that I wanted to talk about because like between every level in that game, you kind of like roll for a random mini game to play. Like I think that's like the one error who's kind of suffers because a lot of those mini games are just not that fun, and no. there's no like easy to hit fail state in it for you to just quickly back out of them. So they just take up this, they take up way too much time between the levels, and so it just it felt to me like man, I just want to keep moving forward with this game. I don't want to fuck around with this like minigame bullshit and i have to like i can't just get out of it yeah i watched a speed run of the game not that long ago maybe a couple of years ago and they were specifically going for well, i don't remember which minigame it is but the only one that you could actually fail out of quickly yeah i, I was like one where you on a maze one is either, or but... something where you can like fall into a hole maybe i think so i think it's hamptons I... No, I don't think it's the Hampton one. I God, I don't know. Like that's actually the thing too is I very vividly remember like what the levels are. You know, you got the school one, you got the old west one, you got like a it's a haunted mansion football one, you got the space level, the yep. one with all the balloons in it, like you're going up into the sky. Yep. All great levels, all super memorable. There's not a single one of those that I did not have fun with. Uh, mini games are a complete blur for me because they all fucking suck shit. It's a duck blur. Oh. Yeah, it's good. You didn't draw it all back to the mm-hmm. the thing that I... Yeah. Speaking of DuckTales, that's also a good video game. It is. Yeah. Not as good as that's Buster Bus a... Loose, I'll say. I'm sorry? Not as good as Buster you... Bus Loose, as far as I'm concerned. I I can agree with that. Uh, but I do think that it's so good that they should, like, they should do a remake, but then also make the remake, like, shittier than the original game. Oh, sure. Also, yeah. they should make a big point of getting all the original voice actors back, but also the voice actor is way too old, and so it just sounds really terrible and depressing. That's that's good, but I'd like it. I'd take it a step further and also say that none of the characters should ever shut the fuck up at any point in time. Oh, that would also be really good. Yeah, no, it, it, you, the important thing with designing a platformer game is breaking your momentum consistently by just stopping the gameplay part and having characters talk. Uh-huh. It would also be really good if they ended up delisting that, and so there were suckers who uh, would be like, well, it's delisting soon, and it's like a dollar and a half, so I guess I'll buy it. I would never do that personally, but... Oh no, I gotta break open my Funko savings jar and take out a buck fifty to get the DuckTales game. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't happen because they wouldn't do that. No. I wonder how much the Funko of Scrooge McDuck is, actually. I bet. Hmm. The same price as every other one. If only I had an app where I could check how much Scrooge McDuck uh, is worth. The Funko Pop of Scrooge McDuck. Three dollars. Is my Ooh. prediction. That's that's two whole DuckTales remasters. Wow. Yeah, it's a Wait, steal. What? what are you talking about? Practically giving the Scrooge McDuck Funko Pop away. Which, really, antithetical to Scrooge McDuck's whole thing. Life and Times uh, of Scrooge McDuck Funko Pop by yeah. Don Rosa. Um, I, so yeah, I really like the DuckTales game. Uh, I actually never really played it or had a whole lot of awareness of it back in the day. Uh, this is more of something that I kind of found out about, like, closer to the, the remaster that they had put out. Yeah, it's it. weird because, like, 
clearly a lot of people have good memories of it, but I liked DuckTales a lot as a kid, and I had an NES and played a lot of games on it, and I never knew it existed until, yeah, yeah like shortly before the remaster came out and people started talking about it again. Yeah, when everyone was just like, oh, the moon theme! The moon theme, guys! The moon theme's the best! Well, it is, it, but... It yeah. is, yes. But also, like... One of those things of, like, I've never heard the moon theme even, even though you guys say it's, like, one of the greatest NES tracks of all time. Like, the only time I'm hearing about this is now that there's a remaster coming out. Right. I mean, back in the day, uh, similar games, I really liked Darkwing Duck. Uh, I loved Goof Troop, the Super Nintendo Goof Troop. Yeah. From our pal Shinji Mikami. Uh, I mean, talk, talking about, like, uh, a pedigree on some of these Disney games, the the people that they had working on the DuckTales game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, so there was a lot of uh, talent from uh, the Mega Man team that did yep. DuckTales. Uh, obviously, Inafune uh, worked on this game. Uh, Yoshihiro Sakaguchi uh, and uh, the producer Tokuro Fujiwara, uh, who all had a hand in, in similar positions in uh, the early Mega Man cool but should be noted uh fujiwara probably the the most notable out of all three of those people if you ask me uh inafune easily the most infamous but uh fujiwara uh, has a lot of really good credits to his name uh, which includes ghosts and goblins resident evil bionic commando sweet home goof troop yeah uh demon's crest uh, he worked yeah. for both Konami and no, Capcom, and then he later founded Whoopi Camp and was <gasps> the art director and lead director of Tomba. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that either, and I, I thought great. that you might not as well, so I, I was looking forward to sharing that with you. That's great. Big fan yeah. of Mr. Fuji. Yeah, Fu- Fujiwara has has uh, dipped his hands in a lot of really, really good games. Uh, and then, unfortunately, like reading into that too, there was that period where like, Whoopi Camp, uh, basically, like, everyone stopped working there except for Fujiwara, and so, like, the company <laughs> didn't actually, like, completely fold, but it was just sort of, like, on ice for a while. And well, I think, like, recently, hiatus. it's actually come back around, and they're doing games again. Really? What are they doing? Uh, I... We need to look it up real quick. Tomba uh, 3, here we go. Oh, that would be so good if they did that, and then did not at all make it, like, the second game. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, after working at Capcom for 13 years, he left the company to form his own studio, Whoopi Camp. His last game was Mad World with Platinum Games. Oh, yeah, Mad World's pretty good. Yeah, so let me... Is there a link here to Whoopi Camp? No. no that's weird that they would not do that. <laughs> um... Oh yeah, uh, so in the timeline 2018, Fujiwara bought, uh, brought Whoopi Camp out of dormancy. As of 2018, he is operating under the banner once again. Okay, well, maybe we'll see it someday. Just like that VanillaWare mech game that will never come out. Yeah, um, but it's interesting to me because it's uh, 1999 is when this site's Whoopi Camp going into dormancy. So ah, Just before Y2K. Yeah, <laughs> well... Look, they had to make sure that they were Y2K compliant and it just took them a very long time to get around to it. Maybe they were taken out by Y2J. Chris Jericho came out oh. and put the walls of Jericho on Fujiwara. Oh, shit. 
That would explain a lot. Fujiwara didn't deserve that at all. No, and now he's moved to AEW, so that's why Fujiwara's back. He's not hiding anymore. He's back in a, backed into a corner by Jericho going, but I made Tomba, and Jericho just says, but you also made Tomba too. <laughs> then Jericho spills his coffee on him. <laughs> Feud for the ages. You think this is about coffee? Says Fujiwara. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad Fujiwara is back doing stuff though. Like honestly, that's that's great. I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to put out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the Ducktales game uh is a, a pretty standard uh NES platformer. Uh, obviously, I think the people that uh people that like this game, what they hang their hat on mechanically is that like pogo stick jump that Scrooge does, and it feels really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It like yes, it's pretty much a generic platformer but also it's a very good one yes uh and, and the way the, the game is structured is it's it's non-linear you can choose between uh the amazon the himalayas transylvania uh and the moon uh and african mines um yeah, and so Scrooge, like you're, you're just going in Scrooge you're trying to find like the treasure that's associated diamonds. with every level and then there's also like i think two hidden treasures that require you to kind of go back into levels you already beat and like hunt them down um it's like a Metroid. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's nah, exactly it's like not Metroid. at all like a Metroid. It's like Demon's Quest. I refuse Quest. to. No, I'm not entertaining this. Just like Waka um... Melee. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, the, like, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this game too that actually I didn't know when I when I played it was the ending you get is based on like the amount of money you have uh, collected by the end of the game just like Luigi's um, Mansion yeah just like <laughs> Luigi's Mansion um and I'm I'm trying to like uh I'm trying to look up uh specifically what it was because there's like the the best ending is is pretty much just like you you were super anal and you found as much money as you possibly could and you get the good ending where Scrooge is sitting on like a mountain of cash and like the standard ending is just Scrooge has a big pile of cash and he's looking at it and he's like yeah Scrooge McDuck impression I hope you like it Um, but the bad ending uh, I actually did not know about until recently which is you have to beat the game with zero dollars please tell me please tell me it is Scrooge McDuck wearing a barrel with suspenders unfortunately it's not Um, to get the bad ending you have to use a feature where Scrooge can heal himself by spending three million dollars so you need to get to the end of the game with a uh, money count that is in a price increment of three million then heal yourself completely down to zero bucks and finish the game Huh. this seems incredibly well hidden to me because I do not know like how somebody would have figured that out for the first time other than like possibly they had precisely three million at the final boss and healed them. I mean, yeah, you you could sort of see that. But what what happens in it? Uh, well, Scrooge is left uh, destitute and alone, and he finds a quiet place to die, taking his his life with a revolver. Great. Yeah. That's exactly it what I would have expected. Spills his brains out all over uh, the the back alleys of Duckburg. Mm-hmm very sober view of what was once his tower off in the distance it's now been taken over by uh uh Brett 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 Brett
Yes. That's his arch enemy's name. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I think the ending is, is just, like, he's sad. Basically, there's no money around, and he's just bummed the hell out. Like, I... I don't think he's in a barrel. That would have actually been like really good if he was. Uh, it's no money. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's a much better Scrooge impression than mine. It wasn't supposed to be Scrooge. It was supposed to be Wario. Someone please make a hack of DuckTales where every time Scrooge picks up money, it's the clip from Assassin's <laughs> Creed of people going, money, money, money. Money, money. money. Yeah. Oh, well, one of the weird things I found about this game too was um, in the reception at the time, like EGM, like they knocked the game for being way too easy. Uh, which, like, I kind of get it. It's a it's a kids' game, and it is pretty simple and short, and not at all difficult to get through. Uh, but then Mean Machines magazine knocked it for being too damn hard. <laughs> What's Mean Machines magazine? Mean Machines, I'm glad you asked, is a uh, British publication uh, that ran between the years 1990 and 1992. Excellent. Long lived. Not successful, uh, Mean Machines magazine. Did they have any hot previews or features on Bean Machines? Ooh, no, because I think Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine came out. After... No, yeah. that seems like it would be about the right time. Nineteen ninety-two. It was a multi-format video game magazine published between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety-two in the United Kingdom. Um, let's see. Uh, as the UK video games market grew and matured, Sega and Nintendo emerged as two dominant. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, the magazine was published until nineteen ninety-seven. Oh. Hmm. Also, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine came out in 93. Ooh, just one year short. Yeah, yeah. now this, this also says uh, first issue 1990, second, or final issue 92, so I, I, I don't know. There's a big long thing here I'm not going to read that maybe it turned into something else at one point. Uh, turned into still, I, machines. My favorite thing about this show, though, I think, is uh, everything that I'm finding out EGM thought about video games uh, back in the very early 90s. Like, at that that point where I was still, like, kind of too young to really be reading a lot of these magazines. Yeah, I wasn't reading it back then. Um, no, you were, a wee, you were a wee babe. Yes. In, in the year that DuckTales came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was uh, 1989. So Mean Machine's doing a bit of late review on that one yeah what what's going on with that that actually happened like a lot back in back in that time was that you would sometimes not get reviews for games until months after they had come out like there was this much less of a sense of urgency behind getting a review done well also i wonder if part of it is like they didn't get preview copies of it and so between that and then the lead time on a print publication that would happen also Game releases were weird back then. Like, they didn't always come out everywhere at the same time. It's like, you look at yeah. release dates for a lot of stuff, it's just like it came out in August of 88. Uh, there was uh, a video I watched recently from a YouTube channel called Classic Gaming Quarterly. Uh, as their name suggests, they uh, four times a year will do a, a video about classic gaming, and their videos are usually quite long. Uh, but one series they do is just this dude kind of flipping through like an old video game magazine. 
and just sort of talking about like, oh yeah, this ad for this game, like, you know, th this was an interesting game. He did this and this and this in it. And so it wasn't like just straight up reading everything out of it, but just kind of like taking a walk through this magazine. And they did that for an EGM recently where they had made a point of like, I can't remember what game it is off the top of my head, but EGM did that where it was like this pretty major release. They didn't actually get to reviewing until like eight, 10 months down the line. Um, Nintendo Force, the magazine that I subscribe to for entirely, um, wrong reasons, but also the right reasons. Yes. Uh, to ridicule mostly. Um, they do actually have a pretty good feature where they look at, this is the episode of Nintendo or the issue of Nintendo power that came out basically at this time, 35 years ago or whenever it is. Uh, and so it's like this one, it's like Mortal Kombat 2's on the cover, and they'll talk about how, like, they didn't have official artwork or anything, so they just had a guy they paid to draw Scorpion here. Uh, and just, like, features there in the magazine and stuff, it's interesting to look at. Yeah, that that actually does sound like a pretty interesting feature to me. I, I do like, uh, Classic Gaming Quarterly is a very dry channel, but at the same time, I... I really do like looking into those old magazines and and taking a look at like launch lineups and stuff like that. I mean, Nintendo Force has good features like that sometimes. Um, like they did a feature on that uh, that Game Boy Game Maker thing that's out, and talking about like different creators and made this is what they've been able to make with it. Uh, I don't know if you're even aware of that. I would assume you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like a very easy thing that basically anyone can use to make a game that you can play in a Game Boy emulator. It yeah. seems like it's basically based around Pokemon. Uh, I don't think you can do combat or anything in it, so it's kind of limited to sort of text adventures, or text-based oh. adventures. Anyway, they'll do stuff like yeah. that, and uh, then I can just make fun of their regular previews and reviews, which all suck yeah. and are written by idiots. Or, or most of them are just like... Yo, I heard Persona 5 was coming to the Switch, so I stole my friend's PlayStation 4, and I felt dirty about it. Did you know other consoles have good games? Wow. Can you believe Doom is getting a simultaneous release on the Switch? Whoa. <laughs> that, hey, I heard a rumor. There might huh? be a Skyward Sword remaster. I can't wait to not buy or play that again. <laughs> they were so excited about that. <laughs> they, to the point where that was the next issue tease was there might be a Skyward Sword remaster. I just, I want to buy them like uh, any other video game console. Just, it, it's all right. You can play other things. It's okay. Personally. This, this weird fealty to like a single video game console shit like i felt died in the early aughts well you know th there are so many third-party games that also have switch versions now so they get to experience the worst possible version of those games great yeah no overwatch i want to play there that was, on the switch there was an interview in uh i think game informer with one of the guys from control or guys at remedy who made control and they asked him like is there any chance for a switch port? And he was basically like, no, <laughs> it was really good. Cause well, he, he was saying like, well, we have to look and see like, 
the amount of time it would take to get it running on that and then also is that actually worth it for the people over there to buy it so basically it was like no hey speaking of uh video game magazines uh, that have a nintendo theme did you know that nintendo power listed ducktales as the 13th best nes game in 2008 okay what would you guess the top 10 are um few of them are pretty obvious mario 3 yeah that's number two mario 1 uh number four mario 2 number eight <laughs> you've you've done it you've hit all the marios castlevania uh so castlevania actually is like 14 oh, castlevania um, 3 here's Here's where I start to get a little bit pissed. Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest is number 15. Only marginally worse of a game than Castlevania, according to Nintendo Power. I originally was going to say Simon's Quest, but I thought, no, even Nintendo Power isn't stupid enough to do that. They wouldn't yeah. put it in the top 10. Um, in fact, maybe this is a better question. What would you guess they uh, thought was worse than Castlevania 2? Castlevania 3. How... No, actually, Castlevania 3 is number 9, and I would agree, too, oh. with putting that above okay. the original Castlevania. Yes. I don't know. What? What are you looking for? Uh, how about a little game called Maniac Mansion? Bionic Commando? Maybe you've heard of it. Dragon Warrior 4? Final Fantasy? Kid Icarus? All of them. Worse games than Simon's Quest. Maniac Mansion sucks, but... Look, I'm not the saying rest... they're good games, either. Simon's Quest is definitely worse than all of them. Yeah, I will die on that. It, it's I don't know I'm about surprised. Maniac Mansion, honestly. They're kind of neck and neck, but the rest, yes, definitely better than. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Ducktales they they put just above Castlevania. Uh, also sandwiched that between uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link, which also has no business being what? on this list. Yeah, no. yeah, this is a fucking bunk list, man. This. Not good. Even in my don't like top one thousand NES games. Oh sure, that and it would be like number nine hundred ninety-eight. No, I'm saying it wouldn't even be in the top thousand. Oh, I misheard you. Uh, t the number one top game, uh, Legend of Zelda, of course. Um, and and eh. we have talked about both Zelda and Zelda Two. Uh, that is in an episode that we've not put up. <laughs> so maybe someday. Yeah, maybe one day you'll be able to hear what we think about these two games that we don't like very much at all. Spoilers. <laughs> Part of the reason we didn't put it up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really like uh, DuckTales, the music, obviously. Like, it's a real banger of a soundtrack. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty much just like, hey, this is a really good NES platformer. I don't think that uh, even compared to some of its contemporaries, it was doing anything that was necessarily super unique. Speaking of Castlevania, I, I feel that's a game that did a lot more uh, for the platforming genre as far as bringing originality to it uh, on the NES. Mm -hmm. But still, just overall a, a very solid game. Uh, so I think this is the part of the show where we uh, we give our recommendations. Uh, Larry Davis, would you recommend uh, somebody in the year 2019, uh, soon to be 2020, go out and play the NES version of DuckTales? Sure. Yeah. I'm actually real quick. Have a good time. Real quick, I want to see how much is a cart for Dovetails right now. Well, yeah, I guess now I don't know, but I got one not too long ago for four dollars. 
but then there's been kind of a run on old games recently, so... Yeah, they're averaging about, like, 15 to 20 bucks right now. Jeez. It's quite a bit. It's got that, like, it's got that purple Capcom border, too, that I love. That's, like, on my uh, box for Mega Man 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like that thing. Um, I... I guess I would recommend DuckTales. Like, I, I kind of think the thing is, it, it's not... If you never played that game, I don't think that you're necessarily at a disadvantage for having not played it. Like, it's, it's fine. If, if you want to go get the ramen and, and fuck around in it, it's a very short game, and I think it's worth playing. But yeah, I if you want to go like get it. some ramen, uh, yeah. go for it. <laughs> go get the ramen. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is I don't think that they've actually... Or no, they had that, uh, that collection that they put out a few years back, didn't they? With, like, all the old Disney games on it? I don't know if that one's on it. I think it might not be. The Disney Afternoon that... Collection? Remaster was coming out, too. So I think maybe they wanted people to buy the remaster if it wasn't on there. No, the, that's, like, way... The Disney Afternoon Collection's pretty recent. Mm. Um, but I know it had it has Duck, Darkwing Duck and Chip and Dale. Let me look. Uh... April 18th, 2017. Okay, yeah. DuckTales is in it. It's in it. Okay. Well, then instead, maybe go the legal route and enjoy a legitimate copy of DuckTales instead also, of downloading the ROM. It also includes DuckTales 2. Oh. Which is a game that uh, you never really hear anything about because who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, uh, DuckTales is fine. It's, it's basically it's, the same it's okay. thing. Also, in this collection, Tailspin, and that game is really bad. So, uh, originally, the episode that I planned out, we were going to talk about Goof Troop and Tailspin, and then I realized that's just way too much negativity uh, coming off the heels of some already pretty negative episodes. But Goof Troop... Uh, No, Goof Troop is a great game. Yes. I want to eviscerate Tailspin. Like, I really fucking hate it. So bad. It's... God damn it. We'll talk about it one day, but I need more, like, positivity before we get to that point, because, like, th- that's going to make me too damn angry. <laughs> yeah. Possibly one of the worst games I've played on this list. Um, Buster Bust Loose, I think I, that's a more firm recommendation from me than DuckTales is. I actually think people really owe it to themselves to go back and play that game. Absolutely. Uh, especially also, when you consider... Yeah, like, it's it's not as well-known either. Yeah, I think DuckTales is uh, maybe not not quite achieved that like hidden gem status, but it's at least obscure enough that I would suspect that most people probably haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's more worthwhile from that standpoint of like, yeah, maybe go play this game and you'll be very pleasantly surprised about how unique and fun it actually yeah, is. Yeah, that, that's the other thing is like, there isn't really anything else like it, which is yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there's there's plenty of games that are like DuckTales. Games that have a really good kind of like bounce off the top of enemies' heads and get like really good height out of it. Sure. Uh, go into levels in a non-linear fashion and just find the item. Yeah, like Strider for the NES. Uh, ugh. Um, I mean, you want to talk about one of the best like head bounces off of an enemy in video games, Donkey Kong Countries feels really good too. Yes, it does. So, uh, that's, uh, both those games get recommendations from us. Also, yep. recommending Death Stranding. Fuck it. Fuck everything. <laughs> Go out, 
and get it today. Yeah. Uh, Konami published Death Stranding. No, they did not. What? Hideo Kojima worked on it, though. Yes, he did. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow. Hmm. Goodbye, Dennis Schwartz.